Hello, I'm Eric, and I'm going to be reading Luke 2, 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I'll bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is, the Christ, he is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. don't know me my name is sims I'm one of the pastors here at broadway um tonight i'm going to share with you just a little bit and have you share with one another a little bit too um i think those of you who have been in the service this morning you remember ryan um had encouraged us not only this week but last week too to bring some carols that we some some words from carols that really stick with our hearts something that is important to us, that we hear, and it raises that light in our hearts. So this evening, my one is Come All Ye Faithful. And I'm excited because we're going to sing it later. 
But come all you faithful, when I hear that, I'll read the words so that you hear the words and then you can um, think with me as we go. So it says, come all you faithful, joyful and, triumph and triumphant. Come ye and come you to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Then it goes on, come let us adore him. Come let us adore him, him Christ the Lord. Then it says, true of true God, light from light eternal, Lord, he shuns not the virgin, the virgin's womb. Soon, son of the father begotten and not created. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exaltation, or sing ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God in all glory in the highest. Yea, the Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be all glory given. Word of the father, now in flesh appearing and then it goes on or oh, come let us adore him he is christ the lord so this song was written in the 17th century by john wade um it was written in latin and it was uh, translated in the 19th century uh, by frederick oakley um and the words of this song when i hear them they make me want to physically kneel Especially when it says, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. It makes me feel I need to get down. I, I, I can't with full assurance just stand and not care. So it's, it's a very, it's an invitational carol to me. It invites me to worship. And at this point with my knee, it's going to be difficult to bend down. But I know that in my heart, at that time, I am laid down and worshiping God. The posture of my heart is the most important thing. So what does it mean to come humbly and expect um, to come humbly to Jesus? It means that we're coming expecting and knowing and understanding who he is. So when we come to adore him, we come to know who he is and what he's worth of. I love that there are two marriages that I see in this and the song, the first marriage is the marriage of heaven and earth. He says, oh, come, let us adore him. It's not just to the people on earth, but also he says, seeing all ye angels. So he is calling heaven and earth to adore Jesus. It is a reminder for me for both Luke chapter 2 and also for Revelation chapter 4, when we hear at the end, the elders lay down their crowns in worship and adore Jesus. Also, the second marriage that I see here is a marriage of a weighty doctrine about Jesus, about his deity, and also affirmation of wonder and glory in that adoration. The Nicene Creed goes like this. There's a part of it that goes like this. He is true God of true God, light from light eternal. Then it goes on and says, he calls, it calls him again, son of the father begotten, not created. These words and these concepts are put into this song of Christmas. That reminds us again that Christmas is not all about gifts and decorations, which are awesome and beautiful, but also it is about Christ and his lordship. So I want to show you just a little bit of a picture here um, that this song reminds me, as I said, it reminds me to kneel. This is the Church of Nativity in Bethlehem. It was built uh, by Constantine in 325 through 326. And it's got the smallest door ever. 
When you walk to the church, when you walk into the uh, Nativity Church in Bethlehem, you have to get down. You cannot but just struggle in standing. You need to bow to the king as you come in. It reminds me again and again, come, let us adore him. He is Christ the Lord. Amen. I'm going to give you two minutes to look to the person next to you or behind you and just talk about a Christmas carol that comes to mind to you and what it means to you. I'll give you two minutes. Turn around, talk to your neighbor or somebody behind you about a Christmas carol. All right. Thank you. So as we have... As we have talked here, I want to challenge you before I go. And my challenge to you is looking at that church for me as we hear about this king who is born in a stable, in a manger. As I look at that church, I see people going through that little door into that beauty that we see in that small picture. That picture is really small. Should have made it big. But I want you to see this. If you enter a place that represents the birth of our Lord Jesus... And the only way to get in there is kneeling or stooping down. This is a beautiful picture for us today. This church is actually still open today for people to see. But this is a picture for us today here in Fort Wayne. Today. It moves, us, it moves me to ask you questions. Number one, are you prepared to humble yourself before Christ? this Christmas? Are you willing, like the pilgrims that go through that, like the shepherds who came to see Christ, to give up your other assumptions and previous plans to follow the star of the Redeemer? Are you willing to do that today? May this Christmas be a Christmas where we are willing to humble ourselves to Christ our Lord. The worship team may come up. So the lyric of the song that has stuck with me over the last couple of years is from the song, A Little Town of Bethlehem. And the lyric is, the hopes and fears of all of the years are met in thee tonight. The hopes and the fears of all years, the millennia, are met in Bethlehem that night that Jesus was born. One of the great gifts, as well as the great challenges of being a pastor, being your pastor, is that I have the gift of getting to know people's hopes and fears, maybe more than other people do. 
people come to me and share with me the hopes that they have for their own life, for their children, for their family, hopes that they have for the world and for the ways that God would use their gifts in the world. And they also are open with me about the fears that they have, about the disappointments that they carry in their life. And so for me to hear that song and to sing that song, that the hopes and the fears of all of us and the hopes and fears that all the people in the world today carry and the hopes and fears of all millennia, that all of the hopes and fears were met in Jesus that night. It's really special to me. Hope and fear are two of the strongest emotions that we carry as human beings. They're emotions that we feel in our bodies. We feel hope spring up in us when something happens that we're hoping for, with something that's coming that we're hoping for. And when we don't have hope, we know the feeling of, of depression and sadness that can come when we lose hope. Fear also is an emotion that we know very well. It's something that we feel in our bodies. And hope and fear are also emotions that cause us to take action, that cause us to respond in some way. They're two very deep emotions that sit deeply in our hearts, in our minds, and in our bodies. And in the very familiar Christmas story uh, that Owen and Eric read for us today, there are shepherds who are sitting in a field watching over their flocks. And these are regular everyday people. And I think that that's the whole purpose of this part of the Gospel of Luke is that the message of Jesus' birth came to everyday people like you and me. It did not come to people who were famous or powerful. They came to everyday people, people who had hopes and who had fears, just like me and just like you. And the angel came to them with a message, and that message was, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And that is a message that we hear throughout the scriptures. Often when angels show up, they say, do not be afraid. And I think in one way, that's just like kindness to this person that's startled at seeing an angel. You know, don't be afraid. It's okay. But also there's this deeper meaning of do not be afraid because the word of God is about to come to you. Do not be afraid. The scriptures tell us that we don't have a reason to be afraid, but we do fear, right? Each one of us come into this place with fears, things that we are afraid of, things that we are scared of, things that we are afraid of for our families, things that we're afraid of for the country that we live in, things that we're afraid of for the world that we live in and the things that we see, fears about our future. Those shepherds had similar kinds of fears for their own life as well, for their own families. And they had an angel come to them that day and say, do not be afraid. Why? Because a savior has been born to you. I think that's a really strange line, that a Savior has been born to you. He doesn't say, a baby has been born to Mary, who is your Savior. The angel says, a Savior has been born to you, has been given to you. A Savior born to you, so that you do not have to be afraid. And this Savior is Christ the Lord. And the Lord, in the Gospel of Luke, always refers to Israel's God, to Yahweh. This one born to you 
is Israel's God come to us in the flesh. So you don't have to be afraid. A Savior, Christ, the Lord, our God, has come to us. So we do not have to be afraid. And then after this one angel who filled the sky with the glory of God, after that, then it says that a whole host of angels joined him. And when we think of a host of angels at Christmas time, we think of white robes and halos and wings. But a host was an army of angels. <laughs> an army of angels joining with this one angel that had already filled the sky with the glory of God. And this host of angels comes and sings glory to God in the highest. And on peace, and peace on earth, on whom his favor rests. The shepherds believed the angels because it was an army that was singing. They knew it was the army of God that was going to come and to bring true peace. And so they went and they found Jesus wrapped in claws, just as the angel has said, and they went and told everyone about this one that they had heard. They were reminded that night, and I want to remind you tonight, that our fears are very real. The fears that you carry tonight about your own life, about your own future, about your family, about your children, those are real. And the Bible never wants to pre us to pretend that they're not. Instead, we have a Savior who has come and met us in our fear and brings us hope. And so that's the Savior that we remember tonight that has been born to us, has been born to you.